friends, and welcome to Stop Talking, the podcast. I'm Sarah, sitting with Sophie. Today, we are talking about burnout in the workplace. It is no secret that when you are repeatedly working in a tough or traumatic environment, you will feel burnout or what some call compassion fatigue. Our guest today is Ashley Cole. Ashley is a media coach at Media Minefield in Minnesota. Ashley and I are actually both media coaches now and we have worked together for the last week and a half. Ashley, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So Ashley, thank you so much for being a guest on Stop Talking, the podcast. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I was a digital journalist for seven years um, in Minneapolis and most recently St. Louis. Um, And now I am back in Minnesota as a media coach at Media Minefield. And how long have you been at Media Minefield? two months. So not very long. Um, So I guess just kind of starting from the very beginning, I'm curious to know what made you go into news? Yeah. So honestly, at a young age, gosh, this is, this is funny, but I used to beg my parents to let me stay home from school so I could watch news. Um, (laughs) I remember just like being so fascinated with the Fox 9 Buzz show. And I was like, please, mom and dad, I just want to, I just want to keep watching. I don't want to go to school. Um, Yeah. So my passion for news and journalism really started at a young age. And, um, you know, throughout high school, I always did extracurricular activities that involved anything with news, print. uh, And then I went off to college at St. Cloud State, go Huskies. Uh, and I was part of the broadcast journalism program there. So, yeah. What was it like to be a digital journalist? Gosh, you know, it was really fun. Um, I would say my journey started off as being an associate producer. So that was kind of where I got my feet wet and, you know, they kind of have you hands-on on everything. And I really learned that I loved writing for our website And I found it fun to be able to do the social media part, you know, posting on Facebook, Instagram, interacting with the um, online audience. That part was always really fun to me. I was just wondering, though, like, you know, if you spent so much of your life actually, you know, being really interested in news, what was it that made you actually, uh, you know, turn your back uh, away from that career? Yeah, so I would say, um, I don't want to blame everything on the coronavirus pandemic, but I've always struggled with anxiety. Um, But once that pandemic hit and working from home, I think it just took it to a whole nother level. Um, And I kind of lost, it's sad to say, but I kind of lost my passion um, because I was experiencing so much burnout and exhaustion. Yeah. And I know exactly what that's like, Ashley. I too struggle with anxiety and it was part of the reason why I had to walk away from my previous job as a news reporter because I couldn't actually take care of it and continue to do the job at the same time. So kudos to you for doing what's best for you. I know that that is something very hard. Um, But there's also just kind of this thing that we need to address with burnout, right? Like, would you say that you have struggled? I guess I could start by asking, would you say you've struggled with anxiety your whole life 
or do you feel like it was sort of something that um, started happening later on in your life because of your job? I would say, I think as I got older and learned more about anxiety, I think I definitely struggled with it as a kid and I just didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the last two years that I worked in news, I would say that's when it really became like relevant to me. And I really realized that I needed to focus on what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there were times when we were still back in the newsroom, I remember I would honestly have to like get up and go outside just to get air um, or go grab an ice cube from the break room and put it on the back of my neck because just some of the stories and, you know, sometimes the environment can just be so, so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, I mean, I know that a lot of people have to deal with some serious, uh, stories. Like what were some of the things that you were, you know, writing about that would kind of like trigger those emotions? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's not funny, but I used to think I was really good at desensitizing myself when it came to doing my job. And I think I was good at that in the beginning. And then when the pandemic hit, I mean, you know, there's press conferences happening every day, right? They're talking about how many cases are in your area, how many people are dying, how many people are in the hospital. Um, And hearing those statistics every single day and having to write them for our audience, that just became so like just too much. And another thing I will say is I worked in a very crime heavy market Um, and, you know, hearing about little kids being shot and killed by stray bullets, listening to scanners constantly. um, I think all of that really contributed to it. I can totally relate to that. Scanners going off constantly, emails, text messages from producers, phone calls from assignment editors. Hey, this is happening. We need you there now. You know, sometimes in the middle of the night getting called in. I mean, it is, it's traumatic every single time, even though you might not be realizing the trauma as it's happening. So Ashley, how would you say you dealt with it? Did you call in sick? Did you have to take days or did you actually go to your managers and, and ask for help? Or did you seek out resources? How would you say you dealt with it? I will say I didn't deal with it at first. I let it build up because for me, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be the tough, tough gal and just try and get through it. Right. Um, and I remember there was one day that I did call in sick and I said, I was sick. Um, I, I was sick, but I was not sick. I was just exhausted. And I think even doing that, um, I felt horrible calling in, right? Because, you know, you're now they're down a person. And then you see those emails go out. So-and-so's out tonight. Um, this person will have to stay longer. And then you feel even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, was it even worth it to call in? I don't know. <laughs> And do you feel like it was harder for you to deal with burnout and anxiety and all of the things that come with that? Um, Do you feel like it's because where you worked did not really talk a lot about mental health or support, you know, taking days off or sending out 
resources, even in just an email, do you feel like there was a lack of that where you were? I think, you know, they would send out resources. Um, and I think that's great, but I don't think it's enough. I think managers, HR people, they really need to be educated on mental health. Um, and, you know, maybe they do go through it themselves, um, but maybe they don't realize that there are others that it's happening to. Um, but I really think in newsrooms, it needs to be like a standard training practice. Um, and, you know, some newsrooms are better than others. I don't think it's every single newsroom. Um, but yeah, even, I will also say, you know, schedule changes, right? You can go from working at three in the morning to 1130 in the morning. And then the next day they need you 2.30 in the afternoon to 11 p.m. at night. How is that good for anybody's well-being? Some people describe burnout as, you know, like that's like a too simplistic of a word to actually describe like all of the complex emotions that are actually going on within your head when you're feeling just that sense of like just supreme exhaustion. I mean, I can think of, you know, like it's mostly, I would guess like, you know, just chronic stress over time, just the feeling of just being smaller and smaller and smaller all the time. Um, feeling that loneliness or inadequate, inadequate supports, poor self-care, just any number of things that are actually happening, but we're just labeling it as this one big term called burnout. I mean, do you relate to some of that? Like, how does that sort of fit into your story and what you were talking about? Yeah. Burnout is definitely not just mental. It's not just, oh, they're just feeling this one day. They'll get over it. It is, it's physical, um, headaches. You can get dizzy. Um, you know, you're probably not sleeping properly. Right. So you're not going to be well rested for that next day where you're trying to be your best self. Um, you know, your diet is also very important um, to trying to beat burnout, I guess. Staying hydrated. Um, yeah, I can think of so many physical symptoms that I had from burnout. And this is kind of going off topic, but like even working from home for more than a year, I remember there were days where I was like, I don't even feel like getting ready. Mm. Like, I'm just going to have my video off. I don't want, I don't want to get cute. I don't want to put makeup on. I just want to sit on the couch and try to do my job. Yeah. 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 And I think that's also where the passion just kind of, I was like, the passion's not here for me anymore. It's, it's gone. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally uh, can relate to that. So obviously anybody listening knows that I'm not a medical professional, but since I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and PTSD. I started doing a lot of research. I learned a lot from the therapists that I see. And so all of this information is really just me doing my own research. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm a medical professional when I talk about mental health and anxiety, because I am not. But with that being said, I did not know that burnout is an official medical condition. I guess I just thought it was a term that people used. I didn't know that. And so um, this is a blurb that I took from an article that I came across um, that was posted on the American Institute of Stress. It says the new diagnosis is defined as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. 
It is characterized by three dimensions. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Two, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. And three, reduced proficient reduced professional efficacy. Burnout refers specifically to the phenomena in the occupational context and should not be applied to describe experiences in other areas of life, end quote. Um, and it just, it totally, it totally makes sense to me. I think anybody in like a high visibility environment, I mean, even, you know, talking about people in the medical field, um, first responders, I'm sure they're feeling it a lot this year too. Um, but as we all know, there is a stigma around mental health and oftentimes women are called dramatic or they're told that they're overreacting. Um, too sensitive. Too sensitive, exactly. So aggressive when they're just trying to get a point across, right? Say that again. You know, they can be called aggressive when they're just trying to get a point across. Exactly. Too. Exactly. Yeah. So Ashley, do you feel like there was ever a time you felt like you weren't being heard in the workplace? Um, did you ever try to describe, you know, why you were feeling a certain way and you felt like it just wasn't getting across? Yeah, I will say, I think another part of my, um, burnout, um, and let me start off by saying, I am very privileged to say this because I'm a white woman, but racial justice issues, um, were something I constantly spoke up about. And for me, that's when my schedule got worse and worse. Um, and so I think that is, that's another huge issue in newsrooms. Hmm. Um, and me being white, I know that's a privilege for me to say that that even caused me burnout. Um, I can't imagine what it's like for black journalists who are covering Dante Wright, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, and those are just constant reminders of the risks of, of them. Right. Mm. Well, and here's the thing though, too, is like, you know, we can say that, you know, women are just treated differently in a lot of spaces and, you know, are called all these things like we just said, but at the same time, like there's a whole other element that gets thrown in there. Once you have like intersectionality of being, like a person of color, especially like a black woman who just in so many spheres, they are not taken seriously. And that's something I really think that a lot of workplaces, regardless of what they are, have to consider. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, so many like black women die in childbirth in hospitals compared to any other demographic is because when they ask for help, they're not taken seriously. And mm. I know this isn't really having to do with what we're talking about necessarily right now, but I just want people to reach out to their superiors and make that concern known because that's a real issue. Yeah. And I do also want to say something and I want to preface it by saying that the former manager who told me this um, means well, and I, I like him as a person, but um, I went on medical leave for a whole month, my last job because I couldn't handle it anymore. It was definitely burnout, but it was also definitely me like just having such a horrible mental health episode that I literally physically could not do my job. And so when I, um, I went directly to HR, but after that, when I was talking to one of my managers about 
why it was gone and what was happening. He was like, man, you just got to pop Alexa pro. I'm telling you they help. And so, and that was it. That was the response. There was no, um, you know, thank you so much for sharing this with me. What can we do as, you know, a company or a station to like make this better for everyone? This is a good reminder, you know, to take my example, first of all, I did not have to be vulnerable with you, but take my example and, and use it to, to better the place because I'm not the only one. And I really wanted to say that. I'm like, I have friends who work here and they're dealing with the same thing. They're just not talking about it because being vulnerable is not easy. It's, it's a scary thing. I guess I just stopped giving a shit what people thought about me. And so I just was like, I'm going to talk about it because someone has to. And I'm sick of pretending like it doesn't exist because it does. And I just felt like it was so disappointing to get vulnerable with someone in a position of power like that to, to be told, you know, just pop a pill. You'll be fine. Encouraging yeah. unhealthy <laughs> drug practices. What's yeah, up? <laughs> right. And so, and, and Hey, by, by all means, you know, I know that medication is helps and that's why it exists. And that's why science is beautiful. And, you know, it, I'm, I'm not even going to go that far into say what works for certain people and, and, or what should work. Everybody's different. You do what you got to do, but I'm saying to just brush it off as like pop a pill and you'll be fine. I think that was the part that was just so like jarring to me. Like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, did you really just say that? Yeah. And I think like even being vulnerable with higher ups, right. That can put you at a disadvantage when it comes to opportunities down the road. Um, And I think that's, that's really sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that can make you vulnerable for like not getting, you know, some, I think that's what, why a lot of people don't come forward with some of these emotions like you did, Sarah, is because like, they're just scared of the repercussions of like, oh, do they not think I can handle it? Right. 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 Exactly. It just makes me think about what places of work in general can do more of like Ashley, you and I now share, um, share that where we, we work for the, for the same company. And I will say a week and a half in, I'm impressed. I think that they really do go out of their way to make mental health a priority, it seems. And so to see more of that, and and when I say that, I mean, what I've experienced so far in the almost two weeks that I've been at Media Minefield is that they, you know, are telling us like, Hey, for example, when the Derek Chauvin trial was happening, if you got to reschedule things, if you need to take a moment, if you got it, like do it. I thought that was great that Christy, that Christy said that. Um, and just other things, Katie sending out resources and, you know, making sure that we're, that it's okay to talk about mental health. I mean, I think that that is very rare. Would you say, I don't know, Ashley, what your perspective on that is? I will say, okay, I don't know, this is kind of embarrassing, but like my first week, the amount of people that just like reached out and were so kind yeah. that I joined the, joined this place. I was like literally crying because yeah. like happy tears. Like I was like, is this real? I know. Like, I was so excited. And yeah, like you said about Christy, I just, I couldn't be happier. I think this company knows what they're doing. And I think a lot of other places could really learn yeah. um, from Media Minefield, to be honest. Um, and I, yeah, I yeah. feel so thankful. So I, I, 
Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, so that being said though, like, what is it that you've seen, um, between the two different like work atmospheres that you've been in that people should be like telling their higher ups to implement, or if you are like one of the higher ups, like what, what should people be doing to maybe help prevent this type of employee burnout? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I, I mean, honestly, being educated about mental health as a manager, as a higher up is so important. Um, it's not just somebody can go do yoga and drink water and everything is fine. They're not going to wake up the next day and everything is fine. Um, people that go through mental health struggles and burnout, it is definitely a journey. Um, and anyone who feels it, your feelings are always valid. Don't ever feel down on yourself. Um, because that's really what I did. I beat myself up and that was not good either. Um, I will say things like doing stuff for your culture. Employee culture is so important. Setting aside those times to just chit chat um, with your coworkers, not about work is so important. Um, I will say working in the news, you can't turn your phone off. You can't take a break from social media. I remember that being part of my struggle because that, that was my job. I needed my I needed to be on my phone. I needed to be checking social media. I still needed to be watching the newscasts even when I wasn't working or else I had no clue what was going on. Um, so I think working for a company that really is, wants you to turn off when you're not working. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's a beautiful thing. Um, making you take a few days off um, and not feel, you don't feel guilty about taking those days off. Um, I think workplaces could be doing more when it comes to fitness, you know, providing those gym memberships or, you know, maybe in nowadays, nowadays, I guess you have to be, be doing virtual workouts. Right. Um, Sarah, I feel like I'm missing something from media minefield. I'm trying no, to <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. I mean, in the very beginning, like media minefield right away, they send you a care package and it's like a letter. We're so happy you're here. And it's just like a whole box of goodies. And then it just really doesn't stop. And, and, and like you said, I mean, managers reach out and, it's, it's a very supportive, welcoming environment. Um, another thing I think that's super helpful is, you know, whenever, like I, this happens whenever someone starts new, you get your one-on-one with Christy to chat with her and get to know her. Christy Peel, she's the CEO of Media Minefield. Something that stood out to me that I had never experienced prior to that is just our one-on-one was not about like work. It really wasn't like a business conversation. It was very much like, this is who I am. This is my background. This is my story. Um, Christy opened up to me and and talked to me about, you know, panic attacks that she had dealt with in the past and her anxiety and sort of her story and why she started her podcast and why she started Media Minefield. I, I mean, to to have a conversation like that with the CEO of the company that you work for sets the tone, I think in general for mental health, like to remember that the very first conversation that I had with the CEO was around, was about mental health. 
I think was a very cool thing is like, it was a moment that hit me like, wow, like I'm not crazy for, for dealing with what I deal with. Like it's welcomed here and vulnerability, I think is something that is um, celebrated at, you know, at where we work. And so I think, right. I, I, that's something that I think about, like comparing where I was before, you know, and this is again, like, I think it's an industry thing. I think when you're in news, it's, it's not that the people are bad because there are incredible people that I have crossed paths with, worked with, you know, still am friends with. It's, it's not so much the people. I think it has just almost become an industry, industry standard. We are just go, 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 go. There is no like pausing to really stop and think or talk about like how we're feeling. We're not robots. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, working in news, it's, it's even like, you know, you can hold like round tables about mental health, right? But is everybody going to show up? Probably not because everyone's out doing news stories. Right. So it's also, I think, like you said, it's definitely an industry standard. Like you are just on the go. You got to be strong. You got to tough it out. That's just how it is. Was there, I don't know if I already asked you this, Ashley, but was there like a specific moment in your career that you were like, this is it. I like, I can't do this anymore. Yes. Um, Okay. I think for me, it was just like, there was like a month straight where I was consistently having panic attacks in the middle of my shift when I was working from home, whether it be the stories I was covering or how people are communicating on Slack or if I needed to work longer or if my hours got changed, I was having more panic attacks than I've ever had. And to be honest, I am still trying to like recover from that. Mm. Um, It's not an overnight thing. Right. Um, But when that happened, I was like, I cannot live like this anymore. Like it is, I cannot. And as much as my passion was news and I wanted to tell stories so bad I was like this is this is not good for me yeah yeah no I I totally hear you totally relate to that um so what advice Ashley do you have for people who are listening to this if if you could leave us with something yeah I will say um if you are dealing with burnout don't beat yourself up and be down on yourself for feeling this way, your feelings are always valid. Um, Start small and refill your cup slowly. If it's something you're going through, it's a journey and it's not overnight. Um, I would say really also reconsider if, if you are working in the news industry, if this is something you want to continue. Um, And I will say for maybe the young journalists out there, do your research on a news station before you just accept any job. I think it's so important. Not every newsroom is the same. Cultures are gonna be different at every single newsroom. And I think it's really important to do your research before you just accept any any job. Um, yeah, I will say, you know, make sure you're trying to get those eight hours of sleep, staying hydrated, Uh, really looking at your diet. That was something for me that I like changed recently. And I've already noticed it's, it's been noticeable for me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's, 
I will say if you are somebody who doesn't suffer from burnout or anxiety, please just do your research. Um, we can't do yoga and everything is going to be okay. Right. We cannot do breathing exercises and everything's going to be okay. The best thing you can do if you have a loved one who suffers from burnout, anxiety, really anything with mental illness is just do your research. Um, and that's going to be the best thing you can do for them. I love that. Thank you so much, Ashley. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, we would just like to thank Ashley so much for joining us again on uh, stop talking. I think that was a really valuable conversation, you know, and we are just so happy to just be surrounded by so many amazing women who have these amazing experiences that they want to share with us. So if you want to contact us, uh, you can just reach out at our Instagram at stop talking pod, go to our website at stoptalkingpod.com and go to our personal Instagrams at Sarah Tamer news and at Soph underscore who, if you want to hear about all the cool stuff we got going on, because we have some even cooler stuff coming up. See you next time.